Boeing is up 10% today. We're live. We are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome. My name is Chaz Vandemotter. I'm joined, as always, by... Dustin Trout. And you are tuned in to the Non-Corporate Network. You are watching Entrepreneurs. Imagine CNBC, ESPN, merge them together. That is what we're here to do, is bring the top business stories to you, ESPN style. Uh, Dustin, you want to tell them a little bit about the format? Yeah, so we take six topics. You get three, I get three. We do a little research beforehand, but basically take uh, the top six business headlines uh, that have happened over the last two days, um, and we simply debate it. Just give our two cents on on what we think of each topic um, in the course of three minutes on each topic. So easy to, to digest, um, and we're not a couple of of uh, you know some older dinosaurs that, that are in front of the camera. So um, it's our way of trying to create a, a first take-ish type of uh, business segment. So Yeah. And when, when there's so many news uh, outlets out there where you don't know what to believe and what's true and what's not, we give you the unfiltered content by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. So if you're a hustler, you're out there tuning in. Thank you for being with us. Uh, with, without further ado... I think we're we're about ready to kick this this party uh party into full gear here, Dustin. Are you, how are you feeling? Party on, Wayne. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our first story. Google just announced uh, a couple of new uh, new tools that they're adding to the Google My Business platform. Um, the headlines here are they're adding uh, the ability to make donations through GoFundMe through a few other uh, providers such as PayPal. Uh, they're also adding virtual classes. They're adding virtual uh, consultants. They're adding virtual uh, appointments that you can now schedule directly through Google My Business. Uh, obviously, they're trying to kind of catch up with the times and that things are going virtual and making it easier and more native into Google My Business's platform that people can transact this way. Uh, they're also offering uh, gift cards you can now purchase through um, and, and share with people through Google My Business. Uh, I, I know this is almost like drinking water out of a fire hose, being that there's already so many tools that Google My Business has that, uh, you know, Dustin, what are your thoughts in terms of how these can be leveraged by small businesses and uh, what the adoption would look like? No, it's it's awesome. But I mean, to your point, there's just so many. I mean... The fact of the matter is most people aren't leveraging more than 15, 20% of their Google My Business already. So it's just like, all right, well, if I'm not even leveraging 100%, adding more on isn't going to get me to use more. Um, I mean, it's it, it's awesome. I mean, it's great for business owners, but if they're not, you know, if they don't have online booking, if they don't have, they don't have these things that Google's already offering, chances are they are not... Um, you know, going to know how to use them. And so similar to our conversation around Facebook and what all they're rolling out is doesn't really mean much if there's no education side to it. I don't know. I kind of wonder maybe is Google doing all these things and partnering with big companies just to get more headlines, just to try and get more activation on the Google My Business, just so that they have more bigger numbers to uh, to advertise with. Um, I mean, yeah. like, like we were mentioning before, 
you know, it'd be, it's cool to get a brand new Ferrari, but if you don't know how to drive it and you're just going to wreck it, it's, uh, you know, it's not that, it's not that valuable at that point. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's the age old thing that you're seeing out of these big conglomerate companies where they see other opportunities. There's other companies that are offering these things. And so why not bring it in house? We have the engineering to do it. Uh, but you know, I, whoever said that just because you have more things to sell that you're going to make more money. I look at this as something where department stores have consistently gone out of business. You try to be everything to everyone and a lot of things fall through the cracks. And so, yeah, I would like to see a little bit more education coming from Google. I mean, they own the internet search results. They own the two biggest search engines in Google and YouTube. And how can they help empower businesses as opposed to just dropping the headlines. These are things that seem great for your savvy marketer. They don't necessarily seem great for the struggling business that's trying to digitize everything and, um, and, and start to apply the internet to what they're doing with their restaurant that's been around for 40 years. So uh, that's where I'm kind of weary at, as it sounds you are as well. Yep. Yeah. Less product, more education, actually help a business get more into the digital age. And I think that's where a lot more success will come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on to the next story. Qualcomm. Haven't heard from Qualcomm in a while. They're uh, kind of uh, on the down low, but uh, they're, they're a huge uh, provider of micro uh, microchips, among other. Uh, it's kind of like Intel. Um, and they uh, have been helping to commercialize lightweight 5G enabled AR and VR headsets. Um, you know, obviously we haven't gotten to a point where these headsets look very sexy. It's more like a giant cinder block that you're attaching to your head. And so, um, seeing some of these new designs, especially the AR enabled, uh, um, headsets that aren't as bulky, that are kind of just, uh, embedded into, uh, it's like a pair of glasses on steroids. Um, what are your thoughts in terms of how the, how consumers may be able to adopt these these types of uh, um, pieces of hardware compared to VR, um, especially now that your kind of phone is controlling it and it's all kind of one interface. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, we mentioned, I think, a week or two ago that uh, the biggest barrier to adoption is just the fact that you can't have a headset on for more than 30 minutes to an hour for the average consumer. Right. So anything that's done on the innovation side to uh, make the wearables more comfortable I think that's where we're going to see a lot more adoption, whether it's call Qualcomm or someone else. Um, I mean, that's that's up to 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 debate. Um, I, I yeah. think, uh, you know, chip manufacturer, semiconductor manufacturer. I don't know if uh, they might be in the, the, the right mind frame or have uh, supply chain set up to create these. But right. I think it's a huge step in the right direction to get this more mainstream. As it happens, as adoption happens, I think other competitors will be like, yeah, we could we could join that space. Um, and now we're just going to see a race to the bottom who can create the most comfortable, cheapest headsets. And that's where I think, yep. uh, you know, we'll all be hanging out courtside at a Lakers game watching Kobe do his thing. Yeah, right. I think that, uh, you know, it, it was I, I think that this uh, Apple Watch kind of movement and smartwatch Fitbit kind of movement uh, was really kind of the stepping stone to what's coming next, which will be those glasses, those goggles. And, um, you know, if it's something that makes it easier to use your phone, I know that there's kind of a bandwidth issue uh, in terms of I'm limited to how fast I can type on my phone. I'm limited to having to go and grab my phone and charge it. Uh, it, it just 
it's one um, one step closer to an embedded experience. Uh, I mean, I know we've talked about uh, Neuralink on this show, and so uh, you know, it, it's we're seeing the stepping stones playing out to get to the point where eventually it's all going to be just a Bluetooth chip in our brain. You know, so I I, I think it's as Terminator esque, but uh, you know, the writing is on the wall in terms of the progression that we're making towards removing um, pieces of hardware like a phone altogether. Yeah, removing the hardware from the phone and embedding it into your brain. Um, yeah, see how that it's, plays it, out. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy what we're doing in the world. Um, and speaking of craziness in the world, our next story, um, Facebook uh, employees uh, staged a walkout uh, virtual walkout on uh, Monday uh, in response to Mark Zuckerberg not making any comments in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement, the George Floyd incident. And uh, now it, over the last two uh, days, uh, multiple head engineers of Facebook have actually stepped down um, in response to this. And so I, I think it's it's very clear that the CEOs of these big companies have an obligation and have a platform where uh, people are expecting them to take a stance. And uh, it, it's interesting to see the kind of backlash that not only customers are giving, um, but actual employees are giving. Um, and it's obviously detrimental to their culture. But what are your thoughts in terms of the platform that these CEOs have and, uh, and how, how we go about this new normal and um, understanding how to, uh, you know, just embed culture into, you know, the the steps that we're taking to stand up for the things we believe in. Yeah, I mean, in terms of just personal brands, I mean, they're growing more and more um, just quicker and quicker. And so I think it, we're transitioning into this phase where it's more important than ever to know your why, your vision as a company. I mean, it, it as marketers, I mean, we talk about it all the time, know your why, and it, it helps uh, fuel the the marketing language that we use. But more so than just on the marketing side, I mean, culture has been such a huge buzzword whenever it comes to oh, yeah. um, companies as well. And so I think now more than ever, and as we head into the future, I think there's going to be a big change in the employee-employer relationship to where rather than, mm. hey, I need a job. Okay, there's an opening. I'm going to go work there. It's going to be, I mean, leaders and businesses are going to going to have to define what they do stand for, what values they, they do have. And as much as people don't want to take a stand on on their stance, you're going to lose quality employees because I think people are just going to want to work for companies that are doing good or bad, whatever your stance is. If you want to work for Inten companies, that, companies that are intentional, you know, exactly. it's companies that, uh, that are mission driven. And, uh, they're, I, I think it, it's a great way to lead because you, you have to kind of follow the, the values that you set out and the things that you want to accomplish from a more broad stroke perspective. So, yeah, I, I mean, and, and to your point too, is social media kind of taking the message and um, amplifying it as well as getting it to people in an instant. Um, I think it's it's becoming more and more important for these businesses that have billions of dollars. I mean, I look at Facebook and I think, you know, what kind of impact could they be making? And during the blackout yesterday with the social media, why not remove ads altogether? Like that's not going to put you bankrupt. It's going to show that you stand for something. And so whether it's donating, whether it's standing up and rallying the 2.9 billion people you have just on the Facebook platform alone, there, there's an obligation, whether you like it or not, um, to, to stand up for what you believe in as a company and, and have those values reflected by leadership. So 
uh, it's interesting to see, you know, it's a precedent that I think has been set now, Dustin, to where Mm -hmm. uh, companies will have to follow suit. Leaders will have to follow suit or the same thing will happen that we're seeing with Facebook right now. Yep. No, couldn't agree more. Um, On to our next story. So everyone hates negative reviews. Companies hate negative reviews. It's the quickest way to uh, to prevent new customers from coming into your doors or, or purchasing from you. Um, a new study f- uh, shows that 30% of negative reviews are actually removed if the company simply replies. And so going back to Google My Business or Yelp or something like that, say I have a bad experience, I voice my experience. As long as the company comes back and just says, hey, sorry, not even offering a discount or something, just saying sorry and acknowledging and showing that someone is heard, 30% of those negative reviews are reversed. I mean, outside of just actually communicating with people that have had a, both a positive and neg- negative experience, yeah. I mean, the SEO impacts and how you show up, I mean, Google, Yelp, all them, I mean, they really look at how people are reviewing your your uh, listing, your company. I mean, if everyone's having right. a bad experience, they don't want to have you show up near the top. Um, and let other people, you know, go through your customer service experience. Um, so, I mean, outside of just the, the benefits of, of digital marketing and all that, I mean, people just want to be heard. People get frustrated when they have to go through a phone tree and hit this to do that. Like people just want to be spoken to and acknowledged. And I think, uh, I think businesses need to do a better job at, at doing that. Um, but what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, a foundational piece of marketing is that it's much more inexpensive to keep a customer around than find a new one. And so if you can condition these people that are having negative experiences into continuing to work with you and building a relationship with them, it's it's teamwork. And I mean, the CLTV of these people's uh, value to a business can be astronomical. And I mean, you know, I think about just a family going to the grocery store. They have one negative experience at that grocery store they never go there again. They decide now we're going to go to Safeway instead. Um, you know, a business lose out, loses out on thousands of dollars. I mean, then the kids are used to going to Safeway. They grow up, they go to college, they're going to Safeway. It, it, it's a chain effect. And so what 10 seconds can do in terms of responding to review and, you know, letting a customer be heard, I think, uh, can translate to a, a huge uh, increase in the bottom line and just uh, keeping customers more loyal. Yeah, and outside of reviews, there's something that's been bugging me for a long time. I mean, when it comes to like Facebook ads, there's so many brands that remove just unwanted or negative comments within the ads. I think there is so much power in how you reply to that negative response that will actually Amen. drive more sales than than what that negative review will do to, or not even review, just negative comment will do to uh, prevent someone. Again, people Amen. want to see that there is life behind brands. And so coming on and just giving your side of the story or having yep. some witty, you know, comeback or something like that, I think goes so much further than just saying, ah, oh, you know what, we're going to remove this comment yep. and no one else can see it. I think brands need to do a better job at just uh, communicating um, to outside people. It humanizes the brand. Absolutely. That's I, I agree. Humanizing. Cool. On to our next one. So I, I Customer experience, customer service might be top of mind uh, today for some reason, but a company called AirVote is is allowing brands to use QR codes uh, to allow their consumers to leave feedback. Um, one example of this would be going into a Fry's grocery store. On the way out, there's three QR codes. You can leave positive, neutral, or negative. And all someone has to do is pull out their phone, open their camera, hover over the, the feedback that they want, 
and now you give it. It's so much better. I mean, it's it's crazy to me. I haven't experienced it in a while up until literally the first day that restaurants were open here in Arizona. My wife and I went to uh, Red Robin and, and she got a call at 6 p.m. for feedback on uh, a recent purchase that she did. And I think it's absolutely crazy, one, that there's unscheduled phone calls and two during dinner time to get that feedback. This makes it for a better customer experience to leave their customer experience um, so, I mean, I, I'm all for it, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, the, the rise of QR codes is coming, people. I, I think that uh, we were talking about this. It was ahead of its time mm-hmm. when it came out initially, and there was a lot of barriers and reasons why we shouldn't use it, right? Oh, you have to get this app. Oh, not every QR code scans right. Oh, there's only certain places that a QR code can take us. Now, it has to be a web page. It can't be anything else. Um, and so, you know, I think the technology is finally caught up to where natively your phone camera, no matter what your device is, has a QR code reader on it. And so uh, it makes it a lot easier and a lot less friction to get that customer feedback. Um, and I think this can be applied to so many places where it, it just starts, you just start to train your customer into doing it. I mean, if it's the same as, okay, I got to wait and get my receipt. I've been trained in knowing I got to get the receipt after I finish paying. And that's my ticket out the door, if you will. It's like, now, is there a way that we can incentivize people? Even like I, we were talking about grocery stores a lot, but um, let's say you're in Safeway. What is it? What, what do you think that uh, they were going to do in terms of getting reviews? If it was like, leave a, uh, scan this QR code that's attached to the register and you get 5% off, you get two percent you get a dollar off your order i mean it's not that hard to start to get this feedback and just like we talked about with the negative reviews if you have a if you have a ear to the pulse of the customer experience and what things that they're enjoying how they're rating your what your your customer experience is on average like those things that data is gold for a business you know the same way you have those those cards that tell you you know what what gas you paid for and what groceries you bought, you know, now you're tracking their customer experience as well. Uh, I think it's a whole nother dimension of how you can kind of read that data. So I'm fired up about it. Yeah. And if you can incentivize it, you're going to have more people use it. And I think going with the review route to start is yeah. is huge because everyone wants a voice and now you're going to expedite that. And like you said, if you give a dollar, dollar discount, that's huge. But if you have them through the store, there's so much education that you can do where you have 10 customers, but one sales rep, there's going to be eight people that don't even get heard and leave the store because they couldn't be helped where QR codes can then, boom, you scan, you have a sales rep video that just explains what it is. So I think yeah. there's just so many more applications for this. And so I'm excited to see the adoption and, and see where it goes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I've been bullish on it for a while. It's finally kind of coming to light a little bit. Um, all right. Our last story uh, you know, we've talked a lot. Um, we know there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. Um, and we know that especially right now in this present moment, um, people with the color skin that me and Dustin have are are not the ones that need to be taken, uh, trying to be on the pedestal speaking. Um, you know, so we want to take a moment of silence for the next three minutes instead of doing a, a lo- our last story uh, to just stand in solidarity. You know, I, I think uh, we, we've seen what happened with George Floyd. We've seen what happened with Deion Johnson. And so uh, we just want to take a moment to um, acknowledge them. And uh, yeah, so we're going to take a moment of silence for three minutes for this story.
And that is our three minutes. Well, you know, I know a lot, a lot of crazy stuff's going on in the world, people, you know, between coronavirus, between what's happening right now. Um, one thing that can bring us all together is uh, entrepreneurship and uh, just the hustle. Uh, you know, I think we all are trying to get back to our normal routines. We're all trying to get back to normal, um, but we don't know if it's going to be normal again. And so, uh, you know, we love our entrepreneur community, especially in Arizona. Um, and uh, we just appreciate you guys tuning in and supporting us. And uh, if there's anything we can do to support you, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously uh, all ears on how we can help. But uh, yeah, it, it's a crazy time. Dustin, do you have anything you want to add? Nah, just all come together, uh, figure out how to how to bring unity into uh, the overall equation, and uh, yeah, just grind our faces off and and do good for the world. And support your local businesses out there, people. Um, we'll be back on Friday, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. You're you, again, you're tuned into the non corporate network. Uh, this is Entrepreneurs, and thank you to Avantage for sponsoring us. Uh, you guys are amazing, um, especially now when times are hard. Check out Avantage. You get $150 credit just for signing up, and you can use that towards, uh, you know, whether it's a bookkeeper, legal advice. I mean, there, there's there's a thousand different um, types of offerings on there, so you can find something for any kind of need you have as a business. Uh, but again, thank you guys for being with us, uh, and we will see you on Friday, bright and early, and. Uh, Signing off again. My name is Chaz Vandermutter. Dustin Trout. Have a great day, everybody. Get after it. We'll see you on Friday morning. See you Friday.